When it comes to being more productive, there is a ton of information available to us and it's all over the place. So I wanted to try and give you a more succinct list of things that you can put into place to ensure that you are being more productive in whatever walk of life you choose to apply into. So in this video, these are my five rules for greater productivity. Rule number one is create an environment that supports productivity. Now again, the idea of these rules is you can apply them to any area of your life. So I'm gonna take the example today of working at a desk, but you feel free to adjust this to anything that you're doing in life. If your job is to work at a desk, and let's say it's to write a vlog, write a novel, Think about what that environment needs to look like to be productive for that situation. What needs to be on that desk in order for you to do so? What equipment do you need to have? And more importantly, what do you not need to have? What needs to not be around you to avoid distractions, to avoid procrastination? Things like making sure that the ergonomics of the desk are good, that you're sitting comfortably, that you've got a good chair, that the desk is at the right height, the monitor. Ensure that you've got a keyboard that you enjoy to type on. You've got a computer that's got the correct software to allow you to type. These things sound really obvious and really simple, but the keys to this environment is that it's built for productivity. There was a time where America and Japan were both making TVs. And Japan started implementing this process of trying to tidy up the production line to make it more and more efficient. Now, not only did they end up making TVs more efficiently, but the TVs they produced were of a higher quality because there was less errors along the way. There was less mistakes being made because there was less room for error. And it's the same thing here. If you've got loads of stuff going on in your workstation, there's an increased chance that you're going to be pulled away from the most important work, the thing that you really need to be and should be focusing on at that time. So take a look at your environment. And if we're not talking about work, let's say we're talking about you want to get fitter, think about what the environment needs to look like. If you're going to a gym, does the gym have the equipment you need? But more importantly, is it easy to get to? Does it have parking? Is it going to be a situation that you are going to regularly attend and that you're going to regularly do? Because to be productive, you first have to show up. You have to be there. Second thing is to use to-do lists, calendars, and notes. Okay. Now, I'm not talking about apps specifically. This could be done in a journal, in a notepad, on a whiteboard, or of course, using apps. Personally, I use a combination. So I use apps because that allows me to get quick entries and pull information quickly. But I like handwritten form as well because it helps reinforce ideas in my mind. But however you use them, you need to know, again, in any walk of life, you need to know what you need to do when you need to do it, and how you're going to go about it. What you need to do is your to-do list. It's a list of all the tasks that you need to achieve and you need to tick off to get where you want to go. When you need to do it is your calendar. A lot of these things are gonna be date and time specific. And we're gonna talk more about that in the next tip. But you need to have a way of looking at your month, your year, your week, your day, knowing exactly how you're going to allocate your time to get what you want done. 
And then the how is very important. You need a place to put all your ideas, to to brain dump, to be able to get creative and having some kind of note system. And again, this might be your journal. This might just be a Word document. You might have a specific app for doing so. But a place where you can get ideas out of your head and onto paper and manifest them into reality. The next one is to block your work time. So it's to take things that you need to get done and block allocated time for it. For example, you want to start a new business. Now you know that to do so, that's going to take some time. It's not good enough to just try and slot it in as and when you can. You need to allocate specific times and places for spending it on this project. I had a situation recently, and I'll share it with you. I'm going to talk more about this in another video, where it was a member of my family's birthday party, and I ended up being late because I was working on my side project. Now, they got a little bit annoyed with me, and it was understandable because this wasn't my job. This wasn't something that was earning me money. It wasn't to pay my bills, but I had chose to do that over coming to see them. But what they didn't understand is that this time had been allocated for that project. So it wasn't that her birthday, I, I decided to do this over, go to their birthday. It was that their birthday happened to fall on the day and the time that was allocated for this. Now, yes, you can reschedule. Things can be flexible. But that's a great example of how it's very easy to turn around on that time and say, well, I'll do that another time. But then it never gets done. You see what I mean? It's about remaining consistent and taking everything that you do seriously. Your workout time cannot be something that's optional every day. Because if it's optional, 50% of the time at least, you're not going to do it. It has to be non-negotiable. Whether it's your exercise, whether it's your nutrition, whether it's your business, whether it's your work, these things need to become to a certain extent non-negotiable because then you will remain consistent with them. And again, big part of productivity is actually just being consistent. It's turning up every day. It's doing whatever you need to do consistently over time to then see results. The next rule is to make sure you have the right tools for the job. And be careful with this one, because what I'm not telling you to do is if you want to if you want to write a vlog, if you want to make a YouTube channel, I'm not telling you go out and buy the best camera, the best microphone, the best uh, computer for film editing. I'm telling you get the right tools for the job to get you started. Get a camera, get a microphone, use your current laptop. But what I really mean is ensure that when you're purchasing tools and you're making purchasing decisions, that you're making them around what you intend to use them for. If you are someone who wants to start a blog, you don't need to go out and buy a top spec 1000 pound laptop. The processor, the graphics, all of this stuff is really not going to be too important to you. What's going to be really important to you is the feel of the keyboard, your ability to carry it, your ability to be mobile with it. These are the things that are going to ensure that your product is being produced well and is being produced consistently. So think about what your situation is and try to work out what the ideal tool is for that situation. An example in my journal is that I journal with pencil. The reason I journal with pencil is I constantly seem to write down stuff and then change my mind. 
my mind kind of works that way. I write something down, I read it to myself, and I go, that's not really how I feel or what I wanted to say. And I like the idea of being able to flip it, rub it out, and then write again over the top of it. It's a personal thing for me. I also feel like I write faster using a pencil than a pen. It's the right tool of the job for me, not for anyone else. So find the right tools. The final one, and I'd say this is the most powerful, is make yourself accountable. The beauty of having a job, of being employed, is that you have a boss. Now, I know that might be a really counterintuitive thing to say. A lot of people don't feel that way about having a job and having a boss. They think that's the worst thing in the world. But one of the benefits of having a boss is you have someone to hold you accountable. You have someone who's whose job is to hold you accountable, to make sure that you get your work done and you say do what you say you're going to do. You're going to get that spreadsheet done, well then you're going to get it done because otherwise the boss is going to hold you accountable for it. If you're someone who's looking to become self-employed or again we could use the example of let's say eating more healthy, you don't have anyone to hold you don't have a boss of your kitchen It's up to you to make those decisions. So you decide what you're going to eat and then there's very little accountability for it. Do you eat the salad or do you eat the donut? Whether you eat the salad or donut, there's no one who's going to write a report or file a complaint or say anything to you about it. It's just done. You need to find a way, if it's something that's personal to you, if it's something that's not doesn't have a boss, of creating accountability. Now, I don't often recommend putting your life on social media. I don't think that's what it should be used for at all. But I do think that it can be a very useful way of creating some accountability by posting something like, I'm starting to go to the gym this week. Anything like that, I'm going to eat healthier. You're putting it out into the world and you're allowing people to be aware of it and hopefully hold you accountable. Now, if like me, you don't really feel comfortable with that way of doing it, which is fine, then you can do it on a much smaller scale and you can tell a friend or you can tell a family member or you can tell your partner and you can even ask them, I'm going to go to the gym three times this week. I'd really appreciate it if you could check in on me and hold me accountable for it. Even better, you could find someone who has a similar goal and you can hold each other accountable for it. Now, there are certain things where it's going to be difficult to find accountability from someone else. Maybe it's something that's a bit more private to you. Maybe you're trying to curb a certain addiction and it carries a certain level of shame and you don't feel comfortable sharing that with someone. Then create accountability systems for yourself. Things like using habit trackers, things like using certain apps and certain websites to help and assist you in maintaining or breaking a good or a bad habit. Now, these rules, I haven't really spoke about productivity in the sense of stuff, maybe with the exception of the to-do list and the notes and the calendars. But remember, when we're talking about being a more productive person, what we're really saying is getting more of what we want done in life in a more efficient manner. 
That's really what we're aiming for. So all of these tips, you can take them and you can mold them and apply them to whatever you want to achieve in life. And that's really what I try to make this channel all about, is I don't want to be too specific about, this is for starting your own business, this is for getting a healthier body. Uh, it's the idea that our life can be approached more holistically, that we can look at things a little bit more well-rounded uh, and all across the board. So guys, I hope that stuff is helpful, and I will see you in the next one, and as always, Take care of yourself.